Hello. Uh, <laughs> it's been a wee while since I posted one of these. Uh, I think the last time I posted one was March of 2021. It's now January 2022. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, I hope you're all safe and well. At the moment, I am currently <laughs> locked in the house because I have COVID-19. Uh, nearly two years in, I managed to dodge it for two years and finally got me but i'm okay i'm i've got all my vaccines i'm triple jabbed i i'm feeling okay just got a bit of a headache uh some aches and pains but otherwise i'm okay uh thank thank god for uh astrazeneca and moderna and pfizer and all the other vaccinations out there that are keeping people safe and keeping us from being a lot more seriously ill than we would have been probably without them a lot's changed in the last few months since i posted the last episode uh and i want to talk about my own mental health and how that has changed and developed and in some cases got worse since march of last year so i'll do my silly little intro and then we'll get into it You're listening to This Too Shall Pass podcast, a show about mental health. This is Stephen Donandalzel, your host. So, uh, I hope you're all safe and well. I hope everyone has had, um, well, a better week than I'm having. Um, As I say, I I tested positive for COVID-19 on Tuesday. It's now thursday i think i've been isolating in the spare room so that my husband um can have a fighting chance of not catching this william has a lot of other health issues that i I won't go into right now but just that it causes me a lot of anxiety and fear um thinking that he, he might get this thing so but it seems to be at the minute that everybody everybody is getting it at the moment uh you know there's quite a few people in my work uh, family, friends, etc., that seem to be currently struck down. Well, not struck down because they're doing okay, but they've had to put things on pause for a while because they've tested positive for COVID nineteen. Don't ask me what strain or variant or whatever it is I have. I haven't got a clue. I have a funny feeling it's Omicron because the symptoms are a lot more mild. But you know, a lot of the talk that we've heard about Omicron about it being more mild and advanta- it's probably going to be advantageous because it'll be the dominant strain, etc, etc. Listen, illnesses are only mild if you survive them. So please do not take this as an opportunity to let your guard down and to stop social distancing or stop wearing your masks indoors and you don't need your vaccines, etc, etc. Get your vaccines, wear your mask, wash your hands you know, stay safe. You know, there's people out there who aren't able to um, avoid interaction with other people. So for their sake, would you please just wear a mask? It's a bit of cloth over your face for 10, 20 minutes when you're inside a shop. Not asking for much here, guys. You could end up saving someone's life, even your own. So I'm not here for discussions on the efficacy of mask wearing because there's been umpteen studies published by um, reputable and credible medical journals and uh, you know faculties of science and medicine that have proven or proven even 
the efficacy of mask wearing. So it's a simple thing you can do. Just do it, alright? I'm not getting into it. Uh, as you can tell, I'm a wee bit agitated because I've been trapped in this room for a wee while. For a few days now. This is day four. No, it's day three of my isolation. Um, it's either between seven and ten days I have to stay in here. I'm not entirely sure. But I have my Netflix. I have my uh, mod cons. You know, I have a roof over my head. I am able to breathe easily. I consider myself to be one of the lucky ones. Because things could be so much worse. So, but I'm not here to talk about COVID. I'm not here to talk about the coronavirus or Omicron or Delta or whatever. Whatever the hell else is out there in terms of COVID-19. I'm here to talk about mental health. And I'd like to speak to you about my own mental health. The last time I published a recording was in March of 2021. It's now nearly a year later. And there have been significant developments for me in terms of my mental health. So, I'm not even sure where to start here. I mean... In December of 2020, I had a pretty traumatic experience, which I won't get into because it involved the death of someone. But that drove me to look for another job. I started a new job in February. It was awful. I had some extremely negative experiences there because I just jumped feet first into the first thing that came along. I ended up getting physically assaulted. Uh, this might be hard for some of you to hear, so please feel free to switch off or come back to this at another time. I won't be offended. But I was assaulted. I ended up with a concussion. I was off work for two weeks. As a result of that concussion, I have issues with my memory. So I forget short-term things, like I forget dates, I forget times, names, places... I forget where I've put things down, etc. Like I'm forever losing my keys, my phone, my work pass. You know, stupid things like that. And it's very, very frustrating. So I left that job then in August and went back to the place that I used to work. And I'm much happier there now. Now, for obvious reasons and for the sake of my own privacy and that of my colleagues, I'm not going to tell you where I work, but I do work in health and social care, so I am a frontline worker at the minute. And it's a job that I really, really enjoy. It's a tough job. You're working with some people who have some really um, poor mental health issues with addictions, etc., etc. But I, I really enjoy my job, and I'm, I, I'm good at it. Like, I'll be honest, I'm good at it, because I have always wanted to work with people, and I've never been smart enough or patient enough to, to study to be a doctor or a nurse or anything like that. So uh, this is what I've fallen into and I really, really like it. So in October of 2021, just a few months back, I was really getting into some nasty arguments on Twitter with... Uh, people who were being openly transphobic. Now, when I say transphobic, I don't mean they're scared of trans people. I mean these people were, these people are 
inherently cruel. And I would go as far to say that they're evil. Because of their attitudes towards one of the most marginalised and vulnerable communities uh, in society. Which is transgender and non-binary people. Particularly trans women. So some of the things I was reading was really starting to mess with my head. Because they weren't just talking about people that I didn't know. They were talking about people that I loved. And they were talking about me as a non-binary person. I go by they, them pronouns. I don't identify as male or female. I exist somewhere outside of the gender binary. That's just my perception of my own gender identity. I'm not here to debate that. I'm not here to discuss that with people. You either accept it or you don't. And if you don't, then, you know, I'm not interested in, in, in having any conversations with you. That's not my place to educate people on acceptance and tolerance and respect. That's I've, I've been down that road with being queer. I'm not about to embark on that journey again with my gender identity. So take it or leave it. And if you leave it, off you go. So those arguments online really started to mess with my head. I started to feel very depressed, very anxious, very isolated. There was a few other things going on in my life at the time. I had just started university again. I've since left university. I've deferred till next year because I wasn't in a headspace where I could deal with things. And in October of 2021, I tried to kill myself. Now, I know that might be difficult for some people to hear, particularly people who love me and the loved ones in my life. But the people who matter to me and the people who know about what happened to me know that I'm in a much better place now, mentally and physically as well. I wasn't looking after myself, wasn't getting enough sleep, wasn't eating right, wasn't taking my meds. Jesus, take your meds, guys. You know, I, I, I fell into a really dark hole and I remember... Do I want to talk about? Do I want to talk about this? Yes, I yeah, I do. I do want to talk about this because it's important for me to get this off my chest as much as it is for me to tell you about it. Because mental health is not just something that's an ephemeral, mythical, non tangible thing out there that people talk about, um, as if it's oh, it'll never happen to me. Let me tell you, I have struggled with mental health since I was about 16. I'm now 33 years old. I'll be 34 in September. And I've had years of positive and stable mental health. And I've had years of the opposite. The last few years of me have been the opposite. So, I remember sitting in work... I was distracted by thoughts of suicide and ending my life. I had no plan, but I just knew that at that moment in time, I couldn't keep myself safe. I couldn't guarantee my own safety in terms of being responsible for my actions towards myself. So I phoned my doctor, I phoned my GP straight away, told them what was going on. They were brilliant. They referred me for a mental health assessment at the hospital. Um, I felt relieved. I told my mum. I spoke to my manager in work. 
told the people who I love. And I don't know where this came from, but there seemed there seemed to be this kind of inner uh I don't know, autopilot that made me put in place steps to keep myself safe. And I, st- I still don't know where that came from because I was in such a low point. I was so exhausted. I felt so weak. I felt so alone. And I could very easily have done something very, very um, permanent to myself. But I think the over the pervading thought was I, I can't do that to my loved ones. I can't do that to my husband. I can't do that to my mother or my friends or my family. Because I know what it's like to be somebody who has a who had a friend who died by suicide, and when I tell you, it is the most, it's the deepest, most unforgiving guilt, and it's the most sharp, unending, horrific type of grief. Because it just opens you up along the seams. Because you mourn for the person that you knew and your heart breaks that they were in such a bad place that they didn't feel like anybody cared. And if you could just have told them one last time how much they meant to you, maybe they wouldn't have done it. But we all know that's not how it works. I lost a friend to suicide. It'll be two years ago, which is a few days ago. Uh, it was the two years on our two year anniversary of his passing, and I think about him every single day, and I struggle to think what his immediate family are still going through because suicide is not something that losing anybody that you love is awful. You know, grief in itself can be a very destructive and corrosive emotion. You want the whole world to stop. You want, you wonder why people are still going about their day. You just want to grab people and tell them, my friend's dead. Why are you still doing the things that you're doing? Do you not know how much I'm hurting? So, to lose somebody like that, it's it's indescribable. You know, I can't really put it into words just how how painful it is and I just thought well I can't do that to the people who I love because I know what it's like so I asked my friend to come over and sit in the house with me to make sure I was okay and they did Uh, if they're listening to this now I hope they know how much that meant to me and I, I had a assessment with the mental health team but they weren't really able to give me any kind of advice they did steam that I wasn't a risk to myself they deemed that I wasn't a risk to others and they let me go but I put in action a plan to keep myself safe my meds increased I linked in with the mental health team I got support through my employer I got support through my university which I have now deferred because I just wasn't in a place where I could learn. And I'm not sure where I'm going with this, if I'm honest. But people have asked me 
what was going on because I took a long break from social media and writing. I had no create. I had absolutely no creative output whatsoever. None. I'm a writer, and I couldn't put pen to paper. I couldn't even open a word document to type anything. Because all I could think of was what is the point in starting this because you won't be here to finish it. There's a certain loneliness that I experience. And it's not for lack of contact with other people. It's a loneliness that comes from a place where I don't like who I am I do not like myself I don't love myself and I can't understand why people love me because I don't see myself as a good person there's a voice in my head that tells me that I'm a fraud that I'm a charlatan that I'm a bad person that I'm selfish that I'm all these things all these things it's all bullshit it's all bullshit there's not a single thing that that voice in my head's telling me that's true I'm not a bad person. Yeah, I've done bad things. Yeah, I can be an asshole. But on the bigger picture, I try to be a good person. I try to be kind. I try to be patient. I try to help people. I try to do the right thing. I just don't think that I deserve to be happy. And I don't know where that comes from. And I'm not too sure I'm going to explore that. Well, I'm not going to explore that right now or, or on this episode because, uh, well, it's not a conversation I'm ready to have with myself. But I just wanted to do this episode because I enjoyed doing this whenever I did it last year. I, I loved talking to people, having people on my podcast to talk about mental health. I had some great guests, people like Taryn and Dermot you know, people who were able to talk to me about their experiences of mental health and what it meant to them, especially during the pandemic and during lockdown. And I'm much happier than I have been in a long, long time. And I wouldn't have got here if it wasn't for the love and support of my my husband, my family, my friends and my colleagues. I consider myself to be an incredibly lucky person I may not be a millionaire, I may not have the biggest house or the fastest car, whatever, but I'm incredibly wealthy in terms of the support that I have, and I, I still don't believe that I deserve it, but I'm getting there. So I want this to be the first episode in a new series of This Too Shall Pass, where I talk about mental health, and it might be a bit more upfront and gritty than people would like it to be, it's going to be maybe some hard conversations that I'm going to have with myself and with other people. But I think in the long term it's going to be worth it and I, I hope you stay with me. Thank you again so much for all your support, for all your kind words, for sticking with me and listening to this podcast because it means the world to me. It really does. Even if two, two or three people listen to it, then that's all I need. So thank you so much. Stay safe, stay well, and uh, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.